the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Lady, the Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Michael Harrington in Washington. Former President uh, Former President Trump plans to visit the site of that train derailment in Ohio. Trump announced that the people of East Palestine, Ohio, need help, and he will be visiting the town on Wednesday. In a statement, he claimed that word of his upcoming visit prompted the Biden administration to send toxicologists to Ohio this weekend. The administration says it was on the ground within hours of the derailment, but critics complain the federal government took too long to respond to the crisis and send top officials to the site. Greg Clugston, the White House. One person dead, 10 injured after a pair of shootings in Tennessee that police believe are connected. The first one at a nightclub early this morning. Two shooting victims there transported to the hospital, five treated and released. While the police were there, they were notified of another shooting about a mile away. A dead person there and several wounded. This is SRN News. Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya. Paul Allen, PA on the mic. And there's LeBron James. He didn't just like write, wow, or nice job. He wrote my name, and I was just flabbergasted and touched. It kind of put it all into perspective for me. Maybe that there are more opportunities given by God to share the gospel. Streaming on Apple Podcasts and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. If you like what you hear on air each day on AM 1280 The Patriot, drop by and give us a like on Facebook or follow us on Twitter or visit us on the visual side of things by searching for AM 1280 The Patriot on Instagram. We've even joined the ranks of like-minded conservatives on Parlor. Connect soon. All you have to do is search for AM 1280 The Patriot. Today is high around 35 degrees, mostly cloudy skies all day that lead into your evening hours, low around 12. The Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up. It's AM 1280 The Patriot. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And don't forget, we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So if you'd like to check us out there, just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook. And give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And uh, check us out, like I say, live streaming the broadcast. You can leave a comment or question there as well. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. I had to look back at the calendar. It's like, when is the last time I did a Sunday show? I mean, Sunday 1 to 3 is my regular time slot. And I feel like I haven't been here in quite a while. Well, it is, uh, it's been a few weeks, uh, January 22nd to be precise. So for the next three Sundays, I was away on assignment or switching broadcasts with Mitch because he had to be away on assignment or what have you. And so I'm back today only to be out again a week from today because Mitch will be pulling double duty like I was pulling double duty this weekend. He'll be pulling double duty next weekend. As he'll be back in his regular Saturday time slot, as well as filling in for me a week from today. 
But fear not, once the calendar turns to March, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. And what what fortuitous timing is, the first weekend in March, of course, signifies the anniversary of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We'll be celebrating our 19th anniversary of the NARN first getting started. So do the math. March of 2004 is when the NARN's inaugural broadcast took place. So that means... Our 20th anniversary will be next year, 2024. Unbelievable. Uh, I It'll be 12 years for me this June of having my own show. So I've been here the majority of the time, whereas you have my colleagues, King Banyan and Mitch Berg, having been a part of the Northern Alliance since day one. So uh, we've, got some, we've got some things planned. I'll just leave it at that. So stay tuned, as they say. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl last Sunday. Like I say, that's kind of a tradition for me. On Super Bowl Sunday, I take off uh, my regularly scheduled broadcast, not because I need to take a long nap before the Super Bowl or anything like that. I don't know. It's just it's a, tra- a tradition. I like to take off Super Bowl Sunday. Well, uh, the one of the things that came up during Super Bowl Sunday and one of the things that was anticipated was this movement called Uh, He Gets Us. It's a campaign that attempts to help people to know Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the crux of the campaign is to help people to know who Jesus is, or at least get a snapshot of who Jesus is, and at least get people to try to, oh, I don't know, maybe dig into the Holy Bible a little bit more, particularly the gospel of Jesus Christ and what he's all about. And at the core of this is telling people to be more like Christ, which is to love our enemies. All right, that's pretty non-controversial, but at the same time, I think it's an important message in this day and age because we are so politically divided. And it seems politics are such a, a, a flashpoint in people's everyday lives. And I, speaking for myself as a talk show host who talks about politics predominantly on this show once a week, I, it's not the most important thing in my life. It, it has an impact in our lives, no doubt about it. You know, our political system, how we elect candidates and what they do as elected officials, they have an impact. Now, it's we the people who determine what kind of impact they are to have. And I've always made the distinction that Democrats, particularly far left progressive Democrats, they look at politics as a deity in and of itself, whereas myself, being a political conservative, I look for ways to make government as insignificant as possible. My, from my perspective, government serves to uphold the rights that are granted to us by creator, by our creator, and thus established in the U.S. Constitution. And therefore, I look for uh, politicians, elected officials who look to uphold that document that is the Constitution. It is a perfectly imperfect document, okay? But looking to uphold our our, our rights, not people who look to undermine our rights. And I bring all this up to say that it's interesting the reaction you got to these He Gets Us ads, because what you had is a commercial, you know, Super Bowl. How much, I mean, how much is a 30-second ad these days for during the Super Bowl, like 7 million bucks or whatever? So if you had a 60-second ad, you're talking eight figures for a commercial for the He Gets Us campaign. And uh, Charles C.W. Cook wrote a little bit about this, uh, about the ad. And he kind of echoes a little bit of what I think about him. Uh, Well, first of all, let me give you my perspective. It it basically was, uh, it showed clips of some of the more contentious times in our most recent history. And of course, this was we were never more divided than you know our probably since the early two thousands where we became very divided when George W. Bush was elected president. The progressives looked at him as very polarizing because he dared 
utter his faith, that he uses God as his guidance in everyday life, and that he prays to his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for, for calm, for serenity, and it helps him to have a clear head to make the best possible decisions. Where progressives heard that, and they freaked out. They said, oh, my God, he's you, he, 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 before he makes a major decision, he, he's consulting Jesus? Is this, is, how, this is how we're being governed now, by the politics of Jesus? Well, no. What George W. Bush did was try to get a clear head before making critical decisions. And you could argue his decisions were good or bad, but that was his rationale. And progressives freaked out over that. Okay? And I'll I'll say this as a Christian, I would rather someone take that mindset where they're clearing their head and getting the, the calm, serene mindset in order to make the best possible decision as opposed to looking toward fallible human beings to fix things for us. I mean, we see this after every spree killing, mass shooting. It's like, we need gun control now, and we need to do something. You know, as if fallible human beings are the cure-all. You know, and we don't need to go too far down that rabbit hole. Well, essentially, what this ad, this ad that came out during Super Bowl Sunday was entitled Love Your Enemies. And it was a minute long. And as Charles C.W. Cook mentions in his National Review piece, it showed nothing other than a bunch of black and white images of people arguing with each other, shouting at each other, and protesting in different directions. And having done that, it said, Jesus loved the people we hate. And then it ended. I mean, that's at the very crux of Christianity, love your enemies. I mean, what credit is it to you to love your brother? Okay, or love your you know love your brother, love your neighbor who who think like you. I mean, you know, even the worst sinners do that, right? But you know, love those who smite you. You know, if if someone were to hit you, turn the other cheek. Okay, these these are these are biblical principles, and and I'll admit it. There are certain people, and I was pretty hard on Eric Swalwell yesterday, Congressman Eric Swalwell out of California, because he said some things in the light of the latest uh, sh- spree killing at Michigan State University. We're basically saying if you're not for if you're if you're not for kids, you're on the side of the killers. You know, very very black and white polarizing statement like that. And I said some not some kind things about Eric Swalwell, but guess what? I'm commanded to love people like that. That. I feel run afoul of my values and insult my worldview. Okay? So it's a message that can impact me. Well, uh, Tide Potavita, a.k.a. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she came out and tweeted, something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. Well, it's very obvious what she's referring to. There are people who are, you know, take various methods of protest, whether they protested the results of the 2020 election or whether they were protesting the lockdowns, the draconian lockdowns during the COVID-19 pandemic. And she equates that to fascism, people who object you know, policies government is trying to implement. And she equates that to fascism. It's like, okay, um, fascism relies on heavy-handed government and people, the people having no free speech, no freedoms of any kind, really. But yet Tide Potavita uses that term so loosely, she calls Elon Musk's Twitter fascist because he dares open up the platform to pretty much anybody. And see, the progressive mantra is they need to control the narrative. So any objectionable speech shouldn't be met with more speech, but rather it needs to be squelched. It needs to be shamed from the public square so that what Tide Potavita considers virtuous, that's the only speech that's heard. Okay? Um, Hate to break it to her, but that kind of attitude is more indicative of fascism than people who are protesting, say, heavy-handed government mandates. And it quite obviously 
flies in the face of Matthew 5, 43 through 47. Ye have heard that it hath been said, Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth the rain on the just and on the unjust. For if you love them which love you, what reward have ye? Do not even uh, publicans the same? And if ye salute your brethren only, what do ye more than others? Do not even the publicans do so? So that's kind of a I, I was uh, that's kind of what I was saying earlier. What credit is that to you? I mean, even to the worst sinners, you know, will love their brothers and will salute those who think like them. And so, what this message is very clearly saying is, it's in the motif of Jesus is to lo- to love your enemies. But in the world, in the in the world of of people like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, you know. That's uh, making fascism look benign. And this is the problem with language, with progressives hijacking language, is they hijack it and then give it their own definition. And basically, well, it's Orwellian. It's what it is. I mean, this was basically spelled out in 1984. The Orwell novel, not not the year 1984. Okay? So for a quick history lesson, look back at that. I'll have a few more things to say about this when we come back. And we'll take your phone calls as well, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or check out the live stream of our broadcast at the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. you know nowhere. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Think the home show is the place to buy a hot tub? Think again. Come to Master Pool and Spa, where it's free to shop, free to park, and this week, save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. 0% financing available. Trade-ins welcome. We'll even haul away your old hot tub. Delivery to your home, cabin, or anywhere in the USA. Save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Skip the crowds. Save thousands. Now through Sunday at Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana, St. Louis Park. Think the home show is the place to buy a hot tub? Think again. Come to Master Pool and Spa, where it's free to shop, free to park, and this week, save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. 0% financing available. Trade-ins welcome. We'll even haul away your old hot tub. Delivery to your home, cabin, or anywhere in the USA. Save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Skip the crowds. Save thousands. Now through Sunday at Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana, St. Louis Park. Hello, this is Joe Cordell. Cordell & Cordell is a firm that practices family law exclusively. We focus on only one area of the law to maximize our strength and effectiveness as advocates for clients that have everything on the line. Their homes, retirement, savings, and most importantly, their children. We're the partner our clients count on. If we can be of help to you, give us a call. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Twin Cities attorneys, a partner men can count on. CordellCordell.com. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA, the only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. 
There's only one option in the Twin Cities to get multiple competitive bids on siding, roofing, or windows without a parade of long-winded, high-pressure salespeople. Set up a free appointment with me today at GetMy3Quotes.com. That's the number three, GetMy3Quotes.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in by Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And don't forget, we do have our live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where our good friend Wild Wilson checks in. Thanks, for all, thanks, as always, for uh, supporting the program, Wild, and thanks to everyone else. Uh, however you're listening, whether it's live or via our podcast, yeah, check out our podcast page, am1280thepatriot.com. Click on podcasts and listen to the podcast of your favorite Narn show. Uh, continuing with the uh, discussion on the He Gets Us campaign, uh, this was put forth uh, by the uh, the Green family. Most of the money are, that uh, was behind this advertising campaign was from the Green family, which owns Hobby Lobby. And it's interesting, the perspective, you had people on the right and people on the left object to this. I already read your Tide Pot of Edith's tweet, uh, something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. And, of course, you had the uh, obligatory progressive response, how many people could this have fed or how many people could this have housed the millions of dollars they spent? You know, and because in the minds of progressives, only they uh, can use money righteously, and only they have the best, most efficient usage of money, which is an absolute joke when you think about it on its, uh, on its face, but that's neither here nor there. And then Charlie Kirk, you know, who you hear on these airwaves, uh, he says the marketing group behind He Gets Us has done one of the worst services to Christianity in the modern era. The Green family are decent, wonderful people who have, who have been taken for a ride by these woke tricksters. So sad. So... Charlie kind of uh, mimicking his guy Trump with the sad ending to that uh, that tweet. So that's what we call a horseshoe, you know, where you have the left and the right both uh, giving strenuous objections to something, but for for different reasons. And like I say, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll concede that the millions of dollars that were spent on these ads, you probably could have reached more people or had done more effective outreach through different venues than just a TV ad. I mean, think about it is, is it, I get it. People typically when they're watching a sporting event, the commercials are when they go up and go to use the restroom. But when it comes to the Super Bowl, that's where people are actually intrigued by the ads that are being put forth. So yeah, you're going to probably capture more attention on a commercial during the Super Bowl than you would a commercial during any other television show. And particularly people who aren't interested in football. You know, there are people who will watch the Super Bowl just for commercials. Like my wife, for instance, hates football, does not like football at all. But she'll watch the commercials during the Super Bowl. She's intrigued by them. You know, and we and we had a uh, Super Bowl gathering in our, our house, pretty decent-sized gathering, and there were a number of folks there who could care le- couldn't care less about football. But they wanted to come hang out. You know, and that was great. We loved it. You know, we love people that want to come to our house to socialize, and, and we're actually honored by that, that, hey, I don't like football, but we'll come hang out with you and your friends. I'm like, great. You know, and so they'll watch the commercials. But, you know, a lot of the people at our house were already believers anyway, so this wasn't aimed toward them specifically. But Eric Erickson at his Substack page, conservative commentator, uh, wrote about this. Uh, he said... Uh, this that single ad could have funded scholarships for a lot of kids to go to Christian schools to get better Christ-centered educations. It could have gone to feed many hungry people in Christian food banks and soup kitchens, many of which are currently struggling. If a donor wants to spend money this way, who are we to say they shouldn't? I just think a lot of rich people are rarely challenged on how they could better spend their money to advance the kingdom. After all, they could meet that one hiker on the Appalachian Trail who could become a Christian. So they spend their money on Jesus ads between beer ads 
hoping an unsaved millennial isn't watching on a 10-second delay to be able to skip through to the commercials he wants to see or might accidentally see that ad and find it more memorable than the Breaking Bad commercial. Lastly, it is notable that the political left had a meltdown over these ads. Uh, yeah, and that's a good point. Casey Maddox, uh, conservative, another conservative commentator, you know, he was responding to a tweet talking about uh, the He Gets Us uh, people spent their money on their right-wing Jesus ads. I don't know if there's anything particularly right-wing. I thought they were pretty politically benign. I was I was expecting the woke type of Christianity. Some pe- I had wasn't familiar with this campaign before a couple of weeks ago and the way a lot of people were touting it. They were touting it as kind of the woke Christianity where they'll where they'll justify the sin. Okay, and I didn't get that at all. And it certainly wasn't justify making fascism look benign as Tide Potavita said, but of course again in her mind fascism is something is, is a movement that disagrees with her. Be that as it may, but there was this tweet that was put out saying with the money he gets uh, the money he gets us people spent on the right-wing Jesus ads, they could permanently house 1563 people experiencing homelessness. So, uh and Casey Maddox replied to that saying, you know, I'm perplexed by the idea that these ads are right-wing. But I'm seeing it from AOC and other Dems today. Ads that have been subtly anti-racist, pro-immigration, etc. There's just bizarre takes. And he was also kind of pointing out that people were saying, you know, the, the same people who come out and say Jesus was left-wing, he was a refugee, he cared about poor people, he was anti-racist. You know, and I I don't deny any of that. Yeah, he was he 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 cared about poor people, and of course he was he was anti racist, and a refugee. Well, technically he fled the land of King Herod because obviously King Herod wanted to kill him because the Savior was born. So yeah, he had he he had to get out of there to to evade that. So you know maybe by the literal definition of the word, yeah, he was a refugee. Not in the way the Democrats have hijacked the term refugee these days, okay? But he was. And yet, you see these ads that come out and say, you know, wow, okay, here's some ads that make the point that Jesus was a refugee and cared about poor people and was anti-racist. And then Prague's like, well, shut up with your right-wing Jesus ads. I mean, you can't win with these people. And again, I get it. This should not be political discourse. This should be loving your enemies. You know, like I said, I I said some uh, unkind things about Congressman Eric Swalwell yesterday because I I get I I get pretty agitated by, you know, his his polarizing arguments like, well, if you're not for the kids, you're for the killers. And that the insinuation being if you're not for gun control which would save these kids' lives, well, then you're on the side of the killers. No, we have a different way of going about stemming the tide of gun violence. You just don't like to hear our methodology, so you put us on the side of killers. And you know what? People like that are awful hard to love unconditionally, as Jesus has loved us unconditionally. I, I as a Christian, admit that, fully admit that. So I have to pray through. And I doubt Congressman Swalwell is listening to this broadcast anyways, but, you know, I, I openly apologize for, for, the, for the things I said about him. You know, because I, I I get this microphone two hours a week, and there are some things I say on here that get a laugh from some of my listeners. You know, I some of my friends are listeners, and they and they say, "Oh, I really got a chuckle when you said this or that," and and I think maybe I shouldn't have said that. Okay, that's probably I should be better than that. I mean, I appreciate you find it funny, but I th- that that seems to be trying to obtain a cheap laugh. So the the, the bottom line is is like I. I don't really get the flap, the overall flap. I, I agree with Eric Erickson's point that the money could be spent more effectively for outreach. Okay, but again, me being an unabashed, unapologetic capitalist, far be it for me to tell someone how to spend their own money. Okay? I mean, sure, I can have an opinion on how I think it could be spent better, but at the end of the day, if this is how they choose to spend it, then so be it. And, you know, to kind of borrow a page out of the progressive mantra, you know, when they tr- when they pass their big gun control policies, well, if, if it just saves one life, well, you know, from this standpoint, if one person is impacted by these ads and it 
piques their curiosity enough to make them to dig into God's Word, i.e. the Holy Bible, or go to church on Sunday and hear a message that's life-changing, and who knows what that person can do with that life-changing information that's brought upon them. It could impact millions of people. So yeah, perhaps it could affect just one life, and what can one person do that goes out there and spreads the gospel? Ever hear of Billy Graham? Simple little farm kid from North Carolina, what he grew up to do? Because he allowed God to use him and anoint him? God can do all God can do a lot of things, a powerful thing. So at the end of the day, we shouldn't wrap our finite little minds uh, around this, that is for certain. So 651-289-4488, that is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag N-A-R-N show. Brad Carson the Closer coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. The home show is the place to buy a hot tub? Think again. Come to Master Pool and Spa, where it's free to shop, free to park, and this week, save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. 0% financing available. Trade-ins welcome. We'll even haul away your old hot tub. Delivery to your home, cabin, or anywhere in the USA. Save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Skip the crowds. Save thousands. Now through Sunday at Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana, St. Louis Park. Think the home show is the place to buy a hot tub? Think again. Come to Master Pool and Spa, where it's free to shop, free to park, and this week, save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. 0% financing available. Trade-ins welcome. We'll even haul away your old hot tub. Delivery to your home, cabin, or anywhere in the USA. Save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Skip the crowds. Save thousands. Now through Sunday at Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana, St. Louis Park. Immaculate Conception School is now accepting enrollment applications for fall 2023. Financial aid and scholarship funding still available. Schedule a tour today. Learn why Immaculate Conception School is your child's firm foundation. Search Immaculate Conception School. Attention, per the current government mandate, U.S.-based insurers are now required to cover at-home COVID testing kits with no out-of-pocket fees to you. If you have a current insurance plan, you are eligible to receive up to eight COVID-19 tests shipped to you each month absolutely free, as long as the government mandate is in effect. Just visit testkitforfree.com to register now from the comfort of your own home. That's testkitforfree.com to receive your tests shipped to you at no cost. Go to testkitforfree.com today. Paid for by Tiro Health. It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows that Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. (laughs) The way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed. Keep out of reach of children. Robbinsdale Women's Center needs your help. Hi, it's Peggy, RWC's Executive Director. Each week, an average of five women who were initially at risk for abortion instead choose life. Unlike some clinics that offer only one choice, Robbinsdale Women's Center provides accurate information on all options so women can make fully informed decisions. RWC is debt-free and funded by donors like you. Empowering one woman today saves their baby tomorrow. RWCinfo.org. Save 700 gallons of water and 250 pounds of salt this year with the new wet technology water softener from Commerce Water. Get $400 for your old softener. Commerce will haul it away, too. Commerce.com. Commerce Water. Go to Commerce.com. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for comments or questions. And don't forget, we do have the live stream up and running on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Yeah, we're live streaming the broadcast as we normally do each and every weekend. So do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network on Facebook and give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already. And uh, feel free to uh, view the broadcast and uh, leave a comment or question. As always, we thank you for tuning in. Even if you're listening to the podcast, yeah, am1280thepatriot.com. Click on podcast to check out the podcast of your favorite AM1280 The Patriot shows. 
Uh, the probably the least surprising development uh, in the ongoing health saga of now Senator John Fetterman, Democrat out of Pennsylvania, has come to fruition. You know, we talked about this during the 2022 campaign. Uh, that was a critical Senate race because Republican Senator out of Pennsylvania, Pat Toomey, was retiring. was not going to seek reelection in 2022. And that and given the Senate was 50-50 going into the midterms, that that state could potentially determine control of the Senate. And the Democrats, in their primary, Democrat primary, obviously, they selected John Fetterman, former mayor, I forget what small town in Pennsylvania. Uh, He was their nominee, and inexplicably, the Republicans chose uh, Dr. Mehmet Oz as their candidate. And it was shortly after he won the primary that John Fetterman suffered a severe stroke. And as he was recovering and healing, he was very slow to get back out in the campaign trail. And when he did come out in the campaign trail, uh, he his speeches were very bizarre. And again, I don't say that to be mean. I don't say that to be insulting. In fact, it's understandable. If you suffer a stroke, a severe stroke, there's going to be some after effects. There's still going to be some challenges with your physical and mental state. And you'd see Fetterman come out and say things that really made no sense. Uh, He would be out there in cargo shorts and a hoodie. All right. Hardly professional attire, but whatever. People were willing to give him a pass. And he would not debate his Republican candidate, Dr. Oz. And he shied away from any media outlets that would not lob him softballs. And if you dare ask the question, it's like, you know what? The balance of power in the Senate is at stake here. I think we have a right to know whether he's fit for the job. Oh, yeah, he's he'll be fine. He'll be fine. I mean, look, at he takes five, six-mile walks in 90-degree heat every day. I mean, do you know of a stroke victim who could do all that? He's fine. He'll be okay. And it was dismissed. And if you dared question whether he was fit for office, you were labeled a bigot. You were labeled an ableist, which is saying you have bigotry toward disabled people. Well, okay, this is the deliberative body in the United States Congress. The Senate, of course. Don't you think that the people of Pennsylvania have a right to know? Well, no, it's a personal personal medical history. It's, it's really nobody's business. Seriously? This man could potentially represent Pennsylvania in the United States Senate. The people have a right to know. You know, could could he possibly suffer a reoccurrence of this? How severe was it? I mean, what kind of long-term issues could take place. And any physician that was willing to speak on the record was very frank and said, you know what, he could be okay, but I sure as heck am not going to say that it's 100% guaranteed he'll be okay. But perhaps the most egregious aspect of this whole saga was how media outlets and fellow progressive politicians propped him up as you know, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. You want a charlatan like Dr. Oz to represent you? Come on. And when he finally did have a debate with Dr. Oz, there were probably thousands who had already cast their early votes. And Democrats have a tendency, and some independents have a tendency to vote early, probably already cast their votes for Fetterman. And guess what? That debate, the one debate he had uh, just a couple, three weeks before Election Day, was a disaster. And it only reinforced people's concerns about Fetterman's health. And there was a big Google search like there was in 2020 when it came out that Joe Biden wanted to ban fracking, which is a very important industrial aspect in Pennsylvania. People were Googling how to switch their votes because a lot of people cast their early votes for Joe Biden in 2020, just like they did for John Fetterman in 2022. And like I say, it only reinforced their concerns when his debate performance was a disaster. But by then it was too late. But perhaps the most, probably the most egregious 
activity uh, or the egregious behavior was toward uh, an NBC reporter. Let me be sure I have her name correctly. Uh, Dasha Burns. She was an MSNBC correspondent, and and RedState.com documented this. Uh, She did a long-form interview with then-candidate John Fetterman for Senate. She sat down face-to-face with him and had indicated afterwards he required an auditory and visual aid in order to answer her questions. Because when you have a stroke, sometimes you know, auditory, it could sound like Charlie Brown's teacher, you know, like that. And she had indicated that he seemed somewhat confused and needed this auditory device and, 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 uh, a closed circuit video device in order to transcribe the questions that she was asking. And my God, did she get raked over the coals, including by Fetterman's wife, Giselle Fetterman. And her integrity as a journalist was questioned when she act, she did actual journalism and reported on what she saw. Now, she's not a doctor, okay? She's not saying that this, she didn't say this is going to be a permanent thing or, wow, this, you really have to question his fitness for office or anything like that. No, she just laid out the facts. Yeah, we sat down and we, he had to have a device to transcribe my questions. So there was a slight delay from when I asked the question to when he answered it. And because it was pre-recorded, you know, by the magic of editing, they could then cut out the delay between her finishing her question and he beginning his answer. So the media was complicit in propping him up and trying to hide his condition from voters. The exception being, of course, this Dasha Burns with MSNBC. And kudos to her for doing actual journalism. And so we bring all this up to say that John Fetterman, it was reported this past week that he is going to be, um, this is from the New York Times, by the way, uh, Mr. Fetterman, age 53, the six foot eight tattooed and goateed Democrat from Pennsylvania who suffered a near-fatal stroke last May and went on to win one of the most competitive seats in November's midterm elections, was never going to blend seamlessly in the marbled corridors of Congress. But his adjustment to serving in the Senate has been made vastly more difficult by the strains of his recovery, which left him with a physical impairment and serious mental health challenges that have rendered the transition extraordinarily challenging, even with the accommodations that have been made to help him adapt. The most evident disability is a neurological condition that impairs his hearing. Mr. Fetterman suffers from auditory processing issues, forcing him to rely primarily on a tablet to transcribe what is being said to him. The hearing issues are inconsistent. They often get worse when he is in a stressful or unfamiliar situation. When it's bad, Mr. Fetterman has described it as trying to make out the muffled voice of the teacher in the Peanuts cartoon whose words can never be deciphered. So long story short, it was recently reported this past week that he's now going to undergo inpatient treatment for clinical depression. It's going to be about eh, two to three weeks. You know what struck me? The New York Times reporting. It's like, well, you know, they, they, I mean, they were saying, you know, the, the, the transition to getting better, well, it's going to be difficult because he's in a stressful environment. And perhaps one of the most politically polarizing times in our nation's history. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. The excuses that were being made for his poor debate performance, like, okay, yeah, so what? He had a poor debate performance. So what if he couldn't? You know, he his mind works. He just can't convey the words that are on his mind. So what? You just got to show up and vote yay or nay, and it's and it's all good. So which is it? He just shows, shows up to vote yay or nay, or he has to work within the context, the contents of a very stressful, politically polarizing environment. Which is it? Well... In order to help get him elected, they had to say, you know what, this isn't as big a deal. As long as he's voting the correct way, what's the big deal here? Well, apparently there's more to it than that. Because this this environment has affected him so much that now he has to seek inpatient treatment. And how? what have we become as an electorate that we're going to prop up someone and it's so important to prop up someone who is very 
clearly impaired in order to gain power in the United States Senate to advance policy causes. I mean, how how is it we've got to this place in society where that's the priority, where the hunger for power, this the, the, to quench the thirst of that power, is done so at the expense of a man who suffered a severe stroke and his recovery? I, I, it's, it's just absolutely despicable. And where are the people that were closest to him? Again, I'm not going to cast aspersions on his wife or anything like that, but how, how do you let the, how do you, how does this allow to go forward? And I guarantee if there were any Pennsylvania Democrats who had deep concerns, and I guarantee you there were, if they were to come forth and say, what sort of options do we have to have him removed as the candidate? Because it's very clear he's not up to the rigorous campaign cycle. That person would have been drummed out of the Pennsylvania Democrat Party, or they would have been shamed from the public square. They would have been called an ableist, a bigot against disabled people, what have you. And so they dummied up, clammed up, and just let this let the charade continue. And at the expense of a man's health. And who knows if he'll ever be able to sufficiently recover. You know, there are some people who have said that this was kind of equivalent to Joe Biden. You know, just drag him across the finish line, and then once he's in office, gets established for a little bit, we'll find a suitable replacement. I, I, I have no evidence of this, but I believe it. The reason they were invoking the 25th Amendment during Trump's presidency or the end of his presidency or after he lost the election but before the 20 before Biden was inaugurated. The reason the Democrats were talking about the 25th Amendment, it was kind of a preemptive strike because they wanted to use it against Joe Biden. Then they would have an excuse, say, wow, it's by it's it's nonpartisan. Look, yeah, we use it. We use it against Trump. Now we're using it against our own guy because we just don't think he's fit for the office and then elevate the vice president, in this case, Kamala Harris, to the presidency. But then all of a sudden it's like, oh, oh, gosh, she's awful, too. And you can't blame uh, any kind of mental health problems on that one. And I guarantee you they're thinking the same thing with, with with Fetterman. Because if he has to step down because of his health, you've got a Democrat governor who would could appoint his replacement. And there are talks they would appoint his wife, who doesn't seem as well-liked as he was. And there's no way she could win an election on her own. It kind of reminds me of, uh, of Frank Underwood when he was elevated from uh, a majority whip. Remember in House of Cards, he was elevated from a majority whip. Uh, to the vice presidency, and he kind of looked in the camera and says, look at this, a stone's throw away from the presidency and not a single vote cast in my name. Democracy is so overrated. And that's kind of what I think of here when there's talk of how Giselle Fetterman could very easily be appointed the next senator of Pennsylvania if her husband can't continue due to health issues. Not a single vote cast in her name. What a country. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with one final segment this hour. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Think the home show is the place to buy a hot tub? Think again. Come to Master Pool and Spa, where it's free to shop, free to park, and this week, save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. 0% financing available. Trade-ins welcome. We'll even haul away your old hot tub. Delivery to your home, cabin, or anywhere in the USA. Save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Skip the crowds. Save thousands. Now through Sunday at Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana, St. Louis Park. Think the home show is the place to buy a hot tub? Think again. Come to Master Pool and Spa, where it's free to shop, free to park, and this week, save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. 0% financing available. Trade-ins welcome. We'll even haul away your old hot tub. Delivery to your home, cabin, or anywhere in the USA. Save 35 to 70% on a new hot tub or swim spa. Skip the crowds. Save thousands. Now through Sunday at Master Pool and Spa. 394 in Louisiana, St. Louis Park. Want a place where your child learns to form their own opinions, seek the truth, and see the world through God's lens? 
At Liberty Classical Academy, love of God and country is not controversial. They teach the foundational principles of Western civilization, including the U.S. Constitution. They're raising up the next generation of responsible citizens this country needs. Discover how your child can begin a life that inspires at Liberty Classical Academy. Schedule a tour today or attend an open house. Search for Liberty Classical Academy. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. The Ramsey Show. Right now, my wife and I, were scared. Take her hands in your hands and go, okay, we're doing this together and we're not going to let this take our marriage. And as a matter of fact, it's going to make our marriage stronger. And hold on tight. Live every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4. Well, hello yourself. William 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. One final segment this hour on the closer edition of the Narn. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. I was former Philadelphia Mayor Frank Rizzo who famously said, a conservative is a liberal who got mugged the night before. Uh, now, this isn't to suggest that a certain Minnesota Democrat congresswoman is about to go all mega. But she certainly is echoing a lot of concerns conveyed by right-of-center politicos, particularly uh, last election cycle where public safety was a big issue. This is from TheHill.com. Representative Angie Craig called out the Washington, D.C. government for its handling of the alleged assault, or excuse me, alleged assailant who attacked her inside the elevator of her Capitol Hill apartment building. In a CBS Mornings interview that aired Tuesday, the Minnesota Congresswoman recounted the moments that led to her assault. She also claimed that the suspect, identified as Kendrick Khalil Hamlin, has 12 arrests and convictions all prior to her incident on his record. According to court documents, Hamlin, age 27, was convicted in December on charges stemming from assaulting a police officer and committing lewd, indecent, or obscene acts. I got attacked by someone who the District of Columbia has not prosecuted fully over the course of almost a decade, over the course of 12 assaults before mine that morning, Craig told CBS. And so I think we have to think about how in the world can we make sure that we're not just letting criminals out. I mean, it wasn't even in every instance that he got 10 or 30 days. Many times the charges were completely dropped before any justice was achieved at all. Okay, now there's a there's a temptation here to say to engage in the obligatory we told you so, given the congresswoman's eyes wide open moment um, was a drumbeat of the right the past few years, again, specifically in the 2020 election cycle. But to be fair to Congresswoman Craig. She was excoriated by members of her own party for not jumping on the defend the police bandwagon. You remember that was on the ballot in Minneapolis in 2021, the off-year elections? Yeah, she was not, she did not support that, and she was called out by some far-left progressives here in the Twin Cities for not supporting that, as was Governor Walls. I mean, if we're going to be fair, all right, neither Governor Walls nor Angie Craig were big into the defund the police movement. In fact... Angie Craig in her reelection campaign was endorsed by one of the 
uh, major law enforcement advocacy groups. I forget which which one specifically it was. But she was endorsed by them because she was not down with the defund the police. So this isn't a complete reversal, and I don't remember her denying that public safety was an issue, but uh, it is interesting to hear a leftist Democrat come out and talk very plainly about the failures within the system, particularly county prosecutors or jurisdictional prosecutors and judges and what have you. And again, we, we can jump up and say, I told you so, I told you so. I was like, oh, gee, where have we heard this before? But hey, look, like I've always talked about, if a person is figuring it out, does it really matter how they get there? As long as they're aligned on the particular issue? Because don't we want more allies in issues for which we're advocating? And in this case, it has to do with you know, criminal justice reform. What what steps could be taken at the federal and state level? I, I don't know specifically, but the fact that that it's being made aware of and you have advocates on the other side of the aisle, isn't that a good thing? I mean, shouldn't we want to welcome people left of center to causes that, that we believe in? So, again, I'm, I, I'm not going to pig pile on the congresswoman, jump up and down, say, told you so, we told you so. You know, I mean, I, I personally have had moments where, you know, I had viewpoints a decade ago, 20 years ago that I don't hold today because my viewpoint evolved because I saw the light on certain issues. Okay. That's not, you know, and and people are too quick to criticize that as flip-flopping. Well, no, it's only flip-flopping if you change with the, if you, if you, you know, moisten your thumb and put it up in the wind and see which direction the political winds blow. No worldviews can change as you get enlightened to more things. And and it's awful that Congresswoman Craig had to be a victim of this violence, and thank God she wasn't seriously hurt. But I'm grateful that she is beginning to see a lot of what people on the right were touting in this last campaign cycle, and a public safety issue isn't going away, and it shouldn't go away. So uh, grateful that she's okay. That is the bottom line here. Folks, Hour number one in the books. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. Am Toyota to the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. With me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Back in the Patriot bunker on a Sunday. Back in mere moments. What if you could build a six-figure retirement income with almost half the money saved? You heard that right. Get a discount on your retirement, creating a six-figure income with 40% less than traditional 401ks and mutual funds. Hi, I'm Mitch Lyons, best-selling author and executive producer of a new Hollywood documentary called The Baby Boomer Dilemma. In this film, economists and Nobel Prize-winning PhDs from Wharton, MIT, and Stanford share a strange concept called the retirement discount. It gives you more retirement income with the same dollar saved, and your money is never at risk if the market crashes. That's right. If the market crashes 30%, you lose nothing. Even people People who are on track have shifted money to this new strategy because it increases their retirement income or can allow them to stop working years sooner. So if you're 50 or older and want a bigger, better retirement, call Mitch Lyons Wealth to get a free copy of this brand new movie at 1-800-578-3535. This is a $30 value, but when you call today, you'll get it completely free. Plus, I'll include a copy of my book, Retirement of Steel, and I'll even pay your shipping and handling. No credit card required. Call right now, 1-800-578-3535. That's 1-800-578-3535. Quit smoking, chew, and vaping with a special half-price offer from AM1280 The Patriot and breathe freedom from nicotine. Get one program for $250. That's half price for the faster, easier, and more effective way to quit smoking. There's a limited number of these half-off deals available. It's just $250 for one person, and you could save thousands this year. Call The Patriot today at 651-405-8800. That's 651-405-8800. In 1981, Heritage Christian Academy began with 13 students. Today, they celebrate God's faithfulness with 550 students in grades pre-K through 12. God has shown his provision for HCA for 40 years. Let me introduce one of God's faith-filled stories. Hi, I'm Tanya Scott. I serve as president at Heritage Christian Academy. The first graduating class in 2001 paved the way for students to enter some of the finest colleges and universities in the country. Around the world, these alumni are sharing the gospel of Jesus and defending their faith on their campuses, in the marketplace, the military, the operating room, in their churches, in courtrooms, and in their homes. 
the impact of Heritage Christian Academy's four core values of truth, service, relationships, and excellence are evidenced in the lives of the men and women that have been trained to know, love, and serve Jesus. For more information about Heritage Christian Academy in Maple Grove, visit heritageweb.org. The Ramsey Show. I found a job that's very rewarding, but they're going to work me like a dog. It's a 70-hour work week. 70 hours a week. Man's not, woman's not created to work like that. Indefinite? Yeah, that's an indefinite situation. You married? I am not married. You won't be. Yeah. You could do it for a short term. Don't sell out for something that just looks good. It's got to be good in all aspects. Break free from debt with The Ramsey Show. Weekday afternoons, 1 to 4. AM. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.